0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.
1: Southeast Radio. Well, in recent months, Ireland has welcomed thousands of migrants from the Ukraine as they flee the horrors of their war-torn country. Many refugees in Ireland are vastly experienced in their professions and can make a valuable contribution to Irish businesses. One organisation which is helping to promote this contribution is Purple Unicorn and its founder, Dina Villapuré, joins us now to tell us more. Dina, we'll be discussing Purple Unicorn and how it has helped displaced migrants and refugees to leverage their professional skills. But first, I'd like to gain an insight into your own background.
0: Okay, well, I am originally from Mauritius and I relocated to Ireland about 16 years ago. But prior to Ireland, I lived in Australia and I lived also in M- M- Malaysia. And I lived in Dublin for about nine years and then I moved to County Kerry and that's where I am now.
1: And before we discuss Purple Unicorn, I just do want to touch upon TechFinder for a moment. Talk to us about why you decided to specialise in cybersecurity
0: recruitment. Okay. Well, I set up Tech Finder when I moved to County Kerry from um, from Dublin, and at the time I didn't want to. I suppose I didn't want to um, do the do the travelling between Limerick and Kerry or Cork. So I I was working within tech recruitment at the time, and I decided I I spotted that the market for cybersecurity was. Was something that was going to boom in the next couple of years, um, so I went ahead and specialized within cyber, and I wanted to, I suppose, differentiate um, myself from other uh, what was the other companies that were offering, other agencies, and, and went niche. And yeah, so it seems that it kind of worked well.
1: So, what prompted you then to establish Purple Unicorn?
0: Okay, so. For the number of years I've been working, um, placing cybersecurity talent within TechFinder. What I have noticed is there was, you know, I could count on my fingers how many um, female representative, you know, um, female talent I was placing and um there is a there is a talent shortage uh, in tech and not you know in tech and cybersecurity and um more so female representation of within that industry as well so i went ahead and i wanted to do something about it and not only just the skills gap but also uh, the gender um balance and i started first um with a pilot project for um women and more specifically for displaced uh, migrant women And um, once the pilot was over, you know, I only had about 10 spots for the pilot and I had 200 applicants. So on the back of that, I decided to set up Purple Unicorn.
1: So with the Ukrainian invasion from Russia, we are all acutely aware of the plight of refugees. But with particular reference to the Ukrainians which have arrived here in Ireland over the past few months, perhaps you can provide us with an insight into the breadth of their own skills.
0: Okay, so uh, with the Ukrainians, uh, a lot of the the women um, that have um, come would have a lot of, um, you know, uh, experience. So I have seen um, within cybersecurity there's people uh, uh, from Ukraine with that skill set, especially within cyber, because, you know, Ukrainian would be, uh, the Ukrainians would have, been quite uh, kind of famous, with, not famous, but um, we know that they do have the talent um, in in within cyber in Ukraine and also in Russia and also different places, um, and um, yeah, within tech as well. Um, a lot of companies would have outsourced uh, prior to the invasion uh, into Ukraine in in technology. So, if I'm talking in terms of tech talent. Um, yeah, definitely there's a pool, a, a, a good number of pool of people within within that um, aspect there.
1: And outside of IT, what other skills are most prevalent?
0: Professionals, you will get, I suppose, people who are teachers, um, engineers, um, you know, um, all walks of um, professional um, industry. But also there are, you know, some of them that don't have a specific you know, um, professions uh, experience as well. So they would be more into, um, some of them would be coming from retail um, as well. And some of them may be more, um, some of them probably wouldn't have much experience. It depends where they're coming from and what area in Ukraine they're coming from as well. So we have a, a, a big of a mix.
1: So what process do you follow when working with a displaced migrant or refugee?
0: Okay, so our process normally is that we work with, other NGOs that support displaced migrants. So it could be the Irish Refugee Council or it could be the core migrant, um, different organisations. And also some of them would be the the refugee centres as well. And where we kind of communicate our, um, our offerings in terms of training. And we would get, um, you know, people who would have already went through all the other supports that they need and when they're ready to go and I suppose are ready to embrace employment and we take them from there on so they would already have the English um, to a a good level um, of communication and writing and from there on we take them on our course, it depends what they want to do because we, we have several course running so um, we would normally do, you know, it could be a sacramentic test to make sure that, you know, they fit the, the course that they will go into and we support them all the way right to employment.
1: And apart from language barriers which may cause challenges for our migrants coming into Ireland in terms of seeking employment, what are the other challenges that have to be overcome?
0: Yeah, well, a lot of them when they come in they don't necessarily know the job market here in Ireland. so. Um, they probably don't know where to go what to do who to approach there's not that much support for them and it depends where they are actually currently i suppose where they are if they are within um you know um within the center the refugee center then you know they could be in rural places so they won't really have much option in in terms of employment and if they do have Employment option, then there could be they could be in rural places where there's no buses or you know logistics to get to work. They could have issues with the internet if it's remote working. So there's a lot of other issues that they come across, and um, so those would be barriers as well. And another barrier is even if they have very good experience. Um, and they are professional in their own right from coming here but you know sometimes they are offered lower end job rather than something that's equivalent to what they're coming with
1: So what type of training programs do you offer to migrants to provide them with the necessary skills for the Irish workplace?
0: Okay so we specialise in emerging tech so um, they would be upskilling reskilling um, within um, cyber security um, AI machine learning we do data analytics and uh, also we are starting a tech support um, course um, in uh, September.
1: And what qualifications are on offer with those programs?
0: Um, so those are programs that are run um, by the industry. So um, we are IBM partner and also ServiceNow partners. So the the programmes that we have uh, would be from the, um, you know, they are industry-led programmes. And a lot of the boot that we run as well have mentorship and they will be mentored as well uh, by professionals within the industry from the um, tech uh, companies that actually are partnered with us.
1: And how receptive are Irish employers to recruiting displaced migrants and refugees
0: Okay, so now they're a little bit more open. Um, I think uh, when I started, um, it was a little bit slow. Um, it depends, uh, you know, what companies they are and what they're doing, what industry they are in. But um, but things are changing in the right way. I think the, the issue really is that they don't necessarily have the relevant information to Uh, In terms of the rights to work of displaced migrants. And uh, I think that's where the issue is. Sometimes, you know, they don't have the right information and maybe feel that it's a longer process when, you know, or don't, you know, they don't know where to start really. Um, But yeah, things are moving in the right direction, I think.
1: So do you want to take this opportunity to dispel any myths in relation to that area?
0: Well, a lot of the time i get okay um they don't have the right to work in ireland yes they do anyone who is here who legally entered ireland um I, you know there's they, been changes done and now they have to wait six months and then they get the right to work obviously they will need a letter from the employer but yes um everyone who have got the right to work in Ireland who have entered, uh, you know, um, legally into Ireland.
1: That's good to know.
0: And talk to us
1: about some of your success stories over the years.
0: Okay, so um, we successfully ran the, the pilot program for migrant women and uh, we have placed people already working uh, within the industry. Some of them are still in the same company in the last two years. Um, and um, we, I have now at the moment, um, some of them that's finished the cyber security boot camp and they're at interviews at the moment and um, we just finished the service now programme and they're interviewing at the, at, at the moment as well to be placed and um, all of them will be hired.
1: And finally, Dina, I'd like you to take this opportunity to outline to employers here in the southeast of Ireland why they should be more open-minded when it comes to employing refugees and migrants.
0: I think... Um, I look at it as um, giving an opportunity to, to someone who really wants to make change, OK, because I don't think a lot of the displaced migrants came here not because they decided, you know, um, they just want to, you know, it's not like coming on holidays or you decide you're just moving country. I mean, they did it because they had good reason for them to move. And they also come with a lot of experience. And we are talking a lot about diversity and inclusion at the moment, DEI. And um, they bring a lot of experience, a lot of exposure. um, And, you know, they have valuable skills and also the willingness to work. And they will accept an opportunity and um, really be loyal to the company who actually gives them that opportunity.
1: Well if you've just tuned in that was Dina Via Pore from Purple Unicorn and I do hope that employers provide much needed job opportunities to the displaced migrants in the coming months.
0: Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. South-